The Enigma of the Metamorphosists, an excerpt from the Journal of Etc., Etc. It's so strange to know somebody without a history. The elven scientist, Mr. Emerson, a name I can only imagine to be a pseudonym, seems to have sprouted from the ether with nary a root to be found roughly fifteen years ago. The prevailing notion amongst the party guests is that Emerson once worked or perhaps directed an asylum for the magically afflicted, or was part of an expedition that handled leyline burst cleanup and saw something, experienced something, that inspired him to attempt to completely reverse the prevailing scientific and societal notions about the hazards of behemoth blood and their effects. No one knows his original name, and even the crows can't tell me anything about him. They call him Empty Man and Blank Face, which is extremely rude if you ask me. There is significantly more information available regarding his pupils, Mr. Thoreau and Miss Hawthorne. Miss Hawthorne previously dazzled Berenice High Society under the name of Fiorita Walden, and was set to inherit the seat of the family before disappearing from the public eye and re-emerging months later as a member of the Metamorphosists. She is a skilled wielder of words and wit, and a sparkling conversationalist. Everybody I've spoken to has warned me to be very careful around her, as her cheerful and disarming nature naturally draws conversational partners in and lowers their guard. Apparently, it's all too easy to want to tell her all of your secrets, even without her asking, and it made her a force to be reckoned with in Barry's politics even before her... change... Strange to consider such a lively and friendly girl as a potential threat, but I suppose these are the times we live in. Mr. Thoreau, on the other hand, was practically a nobody before he was adopted by Mr. Emerson as a boy. Born in a small farming village in Castellan's reminiscent region, he was racked with seasonal bouts of pneumonia, chronic asthma, and a number of other childhood illnesses that nearly killed him before he reached the age of twelve. Then, Mr. Emerson whisked him away into a life of good health and peak fitness. To hear Thoreau tell it, Emerson might as well have descended from the sky like a divine spark. So comprehensive was the change he wrought in young Thoreau. It's obvious that Mr. Thoreau worships his mentor and savior in all but name. Most guests at the gala seem to write off the metamorphosis as crackpots or occult dabblers, but I must admit that I am deeply curious as to their true agenda and the true scope of their work. History has filled the stories of those changed by contact with behemoth blood, both for good and ill, as it imparts power and pain almost arbitrarily. But to take that force and channel it, focus it, make the force do what you want other than what it wants, it's an attractive prospect, to say the least. And come to think of it, channeling the forces of magic, bending it to your will, using it to change the world... Isn't that what you call a wizard? I want to make sure that you understand, Maphorn. This isn't an idle threat. If you lay a finger 
on anybody in this building, I will crush you. I, uh, I look him up and down. Ford's pretty sure he could take him. Um. He he sees you look him up and down. He says, you want to try it? He kind of (laughs) does. You think you can do it? You think uh, that, you think that this is just a matter of pride, right? And he pushes you. I don't move. If I have to roll for that, I'll roll. Yeah. Roll. What am I rolling? Constitution, strength. Uh yeah, I think constitution. Oof. I I move a little bit. That's an 8. That's an 8. So yeah, so 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 he he like he pushes. So you you either you can either not move. No, no, no. no. Um, uh, a worse outcome. He 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 knocks you. He pushes you, and and you don't fall down, but you you do st- like stumble back. Okay. Um, I clench my fists and I really. Really want to punch him or push back. Yeah. He says, come um, on. You want to work it out? Tough guy? Big man? Get some of that aggression out now. Do it. Look, he's, I'm just saying he's <laughs> offering. Like, this is a freebie. You can't be prosecuted for this if he dies. Um, mm, I can, though. Probably. I think Ford takes a deep breath. He can't to ten. Like... Semi audibly, um, close like eyes closed, then opens them and um says, uh, not laying a finger on anyone here. Got it. Boo. <laughs> that includes you, doesn't it? <laughs> Boy, you would break against me like the waves. Hot. <laughs> yeah, Ford looks him up and down yeah. again, but like in a completely different way now. And he and he and he scoffs. He says, "Get a hold of yourself." Oh my god, Ford, are you going to take that? Uh, Ford Mathorn, you are good enough for any man, including this big boy. Oh, boy. Brampy and during probably means he can go a long time in the set. I'm just saying. Um, okay. Roll seduction. <laughs> what do I know? My charisma's minus one. I can't do this. He's also not, like, about it. Yeah, that's, for that's, sure. That's, that's an integral part of a seduction. Yeah, for for sure. Um... I think Ford comes up to him, uh, claps him on the shoulder, and is like, yeah, don't worry. I got the message. I should hope so. If you're saving the world, you got to have a little discipline. Then he walks out the door. Fuck. Um, is there, like, a gym in this place? <laughs> no. Uh, well, let me, yeah, let me, let me, let me look. 
let me let me look at my notes about the gala and see if there's a location. If there's no gym, gym again, is there a tree somewhere secluded outside? There has to be. If they have like any sort of soldier force, there's probably yeah, a training you're at yard, the top right? Of the barracks. Um, there, sure. There's the there's like a punching bag in the barracks. Great. That's what I'm gonna go do. Okay. Go work out some emotions. Man, I was waiting for you to swing on him. <sighs> I I really wanted to. We were waiting for you <laughs> to swing on him. Oh, we are going to like fuck our way to the top of this campaign. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Uh wait, I'm not allowed to fuck this. Yeah, I'm not allowed to fuck this one. <laughs> Sorry, what's what's your name again? Hold on. Radiant license to kill I or can't fuck 200 gold baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. God. Yeah, um Look at that. Look at that little that little cobalt face. <laughs> I was gonna go ask Kevin if he has any of Nemo's books, but you know, I guess not. Yeah, Brant doesn't uh, want you anywhere near Kevin. No, I can see that. Um, hmm. Go Jealous. get him. Fight for your man. I'm, 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 I'm thinking, because uh, Ford's like super pissed right now. Um, yeah, well, you said, are you gonna be punching a bag? Uh, maybe. I think he moves. To find a punching bag. Um, and then he goes to find the observatory. Okay. Uh, it is empty. Uh, well, okay. So, actually, you go you go over to where the, to the observatory. You can see where the observatory is. You enter the observatory building and you hear muffled voices. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what are they saying? Um, I don't know. What am I wrong? Well, we can cut to, uh, I mean, you have to get closer to listen. That's true. You, on this, on the, on the first floor of the, of the observatory wing, you, you hear muffled voices. Um, and you might, you might see a little bunny tail, like, going around a corner. Ah. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to get closer to, to figure out what they're talking about. All right. Um, so let's cut to Zara. Because that's what they're talking about. <laughs> Zara, you follow the instructions uh, on Wayland's notes, uh, and it leads you to a, a little observation room, kind of like a like a like just almost like an office room, mm-hmm. um, shit. where the where where the metamorphosists and a number of of interested <laughs> parties have have gathered. Okay, um, you open the door. It's kind of a small room. Um, Half of it is is taken up by the crowd, and the other half is is the three metamorphosists, uh, along with um, some like a table with a with a cloth over it and a large box shaped object with a cloth over it, with like a big curtain over it. You can't see into either of them. Um, and and Mister Emerson stands between Miss Hawthorne and Mister Thoreau and says, "Ah, I believe that is everybody that was." Invited to the proceedings this evening. Welcome, Miss Fontaine, Mixavaldi, uh, to our little demonstration. We thought it would be good for those who are interested in the forward progress of science to see exactly what it is that metamorphosists are proposing. The sort of things that we work on. 
Uh, and so let everyone else know. The other people in this room, there's Dauntless LaRue and Kingly Unbecoming uh, from Galeria. Um, Solomon Steps in Silence is in the back, perched on top of a old bookcase. Like he climbed up there to get a better look. Of course he did. Um, Stupid. <laughs> uh, Joran von Jaeger is there, the the hunter and, and animal trainer. No, not my uh, child. Yeah, um, they've got their like they've left their um, hawk uh, back in their room, but they've got their ha- their hound at their foot at their feet. It's a big old bloodhound. Uh, and then Mister Palm and Miss Fist from uh, the Marble Company are there, and they're all kind of like watching with various levels of interest. Zara, do you say anything as you come in? Um. I think we just say, well, uh, happy to be here. I'm at least intrigued. Oh, by the uh, way, I've put away my um, emitter glove. Okay. I've recalled it. Uh, Waylon steps in and realizes that they're standing in front of Yorn, and they say, oh, my, my apologies, I'm very large. Why don't you stand in front of me? Uh, and Yorn goes, Okay. And they, they switch spit spots and like a shuffle in this kind of cramped room. Uh, and Ford, uh, make a defy oh, danger no. dexterity. Okay. An eight. Okay. So an eight is a mixed success. Uh, it means that you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. Jim will offer you a worse outcome, hard bargain, or ugly choice. Um,. Hmm. So what you're trying to do is, are you trying to get up in front, up and and listen and eavesdrop without, without giving yourself away, right? Yep. Okay. Um, hmm. The easiest, uh, one person will know that you are there other than Zara. Okay. You get to pick. Oh, um, do Yorin. Yeah, Yorin. Easy answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The dog, the dog the dog sitter. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you you kind of you kind of creep forward into this, like into the like you can see through like the doorway. It's kind of cracked behind Ivaldi, uh, Wayland, uh, and and the bloodhound's ears kind of go, burp, burp, and it looks over at you, um, and and Yoren looks down and then looks out the door and you make eye contact with them. And I put a finger up to my lips. And I look really frantic. And they kind of, like, furrow their brows, but nod. Kind of, kind of, um, unassuredly. I give a thumbs up. And then they turn back. Um, and, and now it is time for the presentation. And, and Mr. Mr. Emerson stands and like walks ahead in front. Um, also, this is a fairly dimly lit room. The, uh, the, there are candles up, but Zara being in the room, you notice that Mr. Thoreau's eyes are glowing in the dim light. Is this the same kind of glow that, um, no, 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 um, Defiant had snake eyes, right? Defiant has snake eyes. He has bright blue eyes. Uh, who, who is this? Mr. Thoreau, the big one. Uh, right. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, right. Mr. Thoreau, got it. He's got glowing blue eyes, got it. 
Yes. Very like di- like dimly glowing, but since it's dark enough, you could you you can like make it out that they, they are glowing. Um and and Mr. Emerson uh takes off his gloves and sets them on a table and says, "Welcome one and all. We are so pleased that you found the time to enrich yourselves and broaden your horizons by merely being open to the to the concepts that we present. I, as of course, am Mr. Emerson. I'm the leader and, and head researcher of the Metamorphosists. Tonight's demonstration will be in two phases. One, where we demonstrate the effects of, of uh, magical blood ministration on, on mortals, humans. And a phase where we demonstrate showcase really exactly how far one can push this science we will have questions at the end of each phase please hold your questions until those I put my hand down because it was up (laughs) and he kind of smiles this kind of grandfatherly smile he's got like white hair like greenish white hair um, kind of like very uh, neatly combed back, uh, and he's got these kind of black spectacles, and he's wearing like a very trim, like professor suit. And he says, "Well, we're the Titan in our midst. I think we can allow a single preliminary question." Oh, please! No, no, no! I, I don't need any special uh, uh, privileges. Uh, by all means. All right. With that gracious acceptance, let us begin. And um, Mr. Thoreau, he, he like kind of nods to Mr. Thoreau, and he, Mr. Thoreau pulls the sheet from the table, and you see there are uh, a bunch of mice in a maze. And he says, mice fairly often are used as the subject for you know, various uh, behavioral experimentation, testing how animals can can make out, uh, can puzzle things out, can can problem solve, and in that way, mice are very often similar to us. Uh, but what if, what if, what if the bond between man and beast was a little bit less, a little bit more? Uh, Miss Hawthorne, and and Miss Hawthorne, who is this kind of like I said, uh, plump and pleasant looking. Uh, lady with with like very uh, like elegantly braided kind of Princess Leia uh, hair kind of curtsies and she says thank you uh, I I would be honored and and she kind of waves her hands over the mice and so originally there's this big maze there's a handful of white mice in it they were kind of just kind of working around and looking and um. Zara, you notice something kind of smells a little funny when she waves her hand. Like, the the content of the air changed. Uh, and she kind of, like, breathed deeply out of her nose. And Mr. Emerson says, Under normal circumstances, uh, in general behavioral trials, um, it is customary to place a piece of cheese in the maze for the mice to find, using, you know, their, their noses or olfactory abilities. But what if the cheese was not in the maze? What if there were... What if this the, the 
success that the mouse seeks was outside of the preordained structure set upon him. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a little piece of cheese and he places it outside of the maze. And he says, under normal circumstances, uh, an animal would have no recourse in the situation. Just as we often have no recourse when we struggle against the bonds of, of, of inherited genetics, uh, of, of family traits, or even if you think you could consider societal bonds. And then all of the mice, um, Miss Hawthorne keeps waving her hand and all of the mice kind of all clump to the end of the maze where the cheese is. And then they, in a, in a, a very unmice like fashion, start to build a pyramid um, of bodies. Alive uh, like bodies? They, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, 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 a, like, like making a, like, like making a live, like, ramp. Mouse, mouse pyramid, yeah, ramp. Yeah. A mouse, Has everyone seen World War Z when yes. the zombies get over the wall? Yes, yeah. World War Z. I'm also yeah. since we're do, since we're doing goose right now. I want to say uh, my goof, which is that um, Mr. Emerson is Gendo Ikari confirmed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> duh. Oh, uh, thank you, though. Um, <laughs> God, you have no idea. Uh, and anyway, so so Miss Miss Hawthorne kind of like raises her hand up, and the content, like the 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 all factory content of the room changes again, and the mice, like one of the mice, clambers up over the top of the of the of the wall they get out um and picks up the cheese and he says in very similar fashion we of the metamorphosists have likewise broken through our own societal and conventional bonds but like the mouse we care more about our own freedoms it's important to bring the spoils to everyone. Uh, and the mouse looks like it's like, it's about to like pick up the cheese and start nibbling. And, and Miss Hawthorne kind of wiggles her finger and it stops. And it, it puts the cheese in its mouth, but doesn't bite down and, and climbs up onto the, the side of the, um, maze again and drops it in amongst the mice. And, uh, Miss Jemison picks up the mouse outside the maze. It, it was trying to climb back in, but was unable to because it didn't have its friends on the outside to bring it up. And he says, even though I myself <clears throat> am immune to the effects of blood ministration, I like to think of myself as similar to this mouse. The most important thing is that I bring the future to you. And, and, one of them says, uh, Solomon says, that's like a, just a trained mice trick. Yeah. You just, you just, you just trained the mice to do that. Uh, and this person kind of sighs and he says, maybe. Would you like to propose uh, a pattern? Mr. Steps in the silence. Would anybody like to see? Uh, and, and, and Mr. Thoreau starts to reach into the, 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 um, the maze and pull out the little mice 
and kind of sets them on the table very gently. He's got he's very big hands, but they're very they're very gentle. He's very soft with the mice. Um, Miss Miss Hawthorne's ability allows her to interact with animals on an empathic level with the use of of pheromones that she has developed the ability to project. Um, maybe something a little bit more improvisational then. Uh, and and Solomon says, make him do a triangle. That's just a pyramid horizontally, Solomon. Use your head. <laughs> uh, and she kind of, uh, Miss Hawthorne like does a little triangle motion with her fingers and the mice all walk into a triangle. <laughs> Solomon's like, well, I'm convinced. <laughs> oh my God, that's Jason Boring. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Uh, does does Zara, how does Zara react to this? Um, I look up, uh, skeptically at Waylon. I, I want to see how they're doing. They look kind of uncomfortable with the whole thing. Um, but they're, they're watching. And, and you look back and, and, um, Mr. Thoreau is sat at the end of the table and, like, is is holding out his hand and the mice are jumping from the table to his hand and he puts them back on the table. Um, so what you're saying is that Miss Hawthorne developed this idea to communicate with the these animals uh, using your techniques? Yes, uh, Ms., Ms. Fontaine. Uh, Ms. Hawthorne had a, a very particular way about her. Um, even before we began treatments, she has a sort of commanding presence. Some of you who have who have been in Baronese politics already knew knew her as in her previous name that she was a very skilled stateswoman. Uh, and in this way, uh, the the our initial te- trials into blood administration often well they they fulfill dreams really. Miss Hawthorne wanted to be better with people, wanted to help and, and, and be better at, at, at convincing things to do things, and she developed these pheromone abilities. Mr. Thoreau wanted to be strong, and lo, lo he is strong. Uh, and at this point, um, the mice are doing, like, cartwheels on the table. Uh, <laughs> and, like, like, you know, they jump into the into the maze and then and then pull themselves back out and doing like you know tricks. They're doing a little uh, hello, my baby, hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, Joran Joran von Jaeger, uh, the the animals um, trainer, like speaks up and says, "Could could I do that?" Aww. Could no. you make it so I can talk to my animals? Um, and Mr. Emerson no. kind of smiles and says, "It's it's less talking and more of an empathic connection, but considering your discipline of choice and existing aptitudes, I could very easily imagine being able to bring up such abilities." Honey, no. So it, it's a, it simply requires the study of of a blood sample and 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 uh, a strong you know a rigorous uh, testing cycle to ensure that we are we are mixing the correct quantities 
so, uh, various agents. So uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, you... Uh, it, again, I understand this is a very simplified version of it, but you essentially inject people with a distilled version of behemoth blood, and that triggers a minor mutation in them that tends to be based on their existing traits and qualities. It amplifies a trait they already have. Yes, uh, that is that is a fairly layman's term of doing it. Um, and actually, Dauntless Rue speaks up. He says, now wait, wait. Is it got to be what they want it to be? Couldn't you come up with, like, a strong soldier serum that makes everyone who takes it strong and then just give that to a bunch of soldiers? And and so we have super soldiers, you might say. Um, and, and Mr. Emerson is kind of, like, trying to talk to everybody at once and, and looks over to Mr. Uh, to, to Dauntless Lewis and says, um, th- theoretically, yes, uh, though so far each successful case has been on an individual basis. With a larger sample size and more rigorous experimentation, many things are possible. And what is the success rate of this procedure? Uh, Solomon actually speaks up behind you and says, yeah, doesn't this magic shit kill people? I mean, like, obviously you've had some big wins, but how many mutant failures have you got knocking around in your basement, huh? Uh, and, and Emerson's, like, eyes flick between the two of you, uh, and he says, um, not all of our results have been successful, I'll admit. We maintain a commitment to conducting our work as safely as possible, but even still, failure is a, is a, is a matter of, of course. You, you... You try, you fail, you refine, you retry. It's it's how science is done. And every failure is a new lesson and no progress is made without sacrifice. Though the sacrifices that have had to be made have been negligible thus far. Hello, and thank you for listening to Roll Dice and Cry. I'm Zachary, your friendly neighborhood GM, and this is episode 35 of On the Shoulders of Giants. Uh, just like last week, we don't have any Kickstarters or big events, so I'm going to run down the same stuff from last week that you may or may not already know about. Uh, did you know that uh, Emily has a Patreon at patreon.com slash the Blue Valkyrie? That goes towards paying, uh, I believe, the artist for the Blue Valkyrie, Emily's webcomic. Mari has a Patreon, patreon.com slash Marinskus. Uh, that has that goes towards supporting Perry Tail, her webcomic, and also gets you access to Inherit the Sun, a brand new webcomic that she's doing that's patrons only. But I believe she's got a tier uh, or a goal that when she hits it, we'll start to put out um, Inherit the Sun for the public. So if you want to be a part of that, definitely look into it. Uh, as referenced before, Mari's got a webcomic, perrytale.com, uh, about was it a fairy tale? Uh, webcomic about fairies and their tails. Uh, and they're mostly their wings. They don't have tails, I don't think. Uh, Blue Valkyrie comic dot com, Tumblr dot com is the, is the Blue Valkyrie is a superhero comic the, uh, by Emily Riesbeck, our very own Emily Riesbeck. Uh, you can also get the Celestial Armature Frame expansion for Dungeon World, which is a little homebrew hack that, uh, Emily and I wrote that's on Drive Through RPG if you want to get that. Also, all the music on the show, 
uh, featured on the show is either by me or by Harkin. You can find uh, all the music at rolldiceandcry.bandcamp.com. You can also find Harkin's music at h3rken.bandcamp.com. We have one review today. It is actually the last review we've got in the barrel, so... Uh, either some more reviews come in or I'm going to have to figure out something else to, to talk about during these interludes. Uh, this one is also very nice. Uh, and here it is. 20 slash 10, or 20 out of 10. I listen to easily 10 to 15 podcasts, but this is the only one that I binged all the way through without stopping even for schoolwork. That's... You should do your homework. Uh, the mixture of genders, orientations, personalities, and ideas that make up both the cast of the podcast and the cast of the Titans make you fall in love with them again and again every week. They are as close to perfection as possible, and that's without Zach, who is the DM I aspire to be for my own party. All my love to the continued success of the Articast. And that is from Dead Librarian Thanks via Apple Podcasts on October 4th. Thank you, Dead Librarian Thanks for your very kind, kind words. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to tweet and blog about the show using the hashtag Articast, R-D-A-C-A-S-T, as we uh, ramp up for the finale of this season. Please make sure to put out all your good wishes, your predictions, your theories, all that, anything you're thinking about this show, just put it out into the universe so you can see how close you got. Uh, the pieces are falling into place, and soon the picture will be clear. All right, so keep thinking, keep dreaming, and until next time, remember, the foolish man believes he knows everything, but the wise man makes sure to fact-check first. You don't have a radiant here. I I understand. Um, I don't. Solomon doesn't like. Kind of like goes and like doesn't look. That's my boy. Or convinced. And um, Emerson kind of like straightens his tie and 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 put, puts his glasses back on his on his nose and he says, regardless, even beyond individual. Blood administration success stories. We have had success in other avenues of, of genetic experimentation as well. There are many beasts throughout history, throughout mythology, have been created through ex- accidental or freak exposure to behemoth blood. But it is also possible to manufacture such circumstances uh, to create entirely new forms of life. Uh, and he kind of nods, and and Miss Hawthorne kind of does like a like a show, like a like a like a um, like a game show, like flourish at the big box, and then whew, pulls it down, and it is a big cage, um, and inside of it is a uh, big creature it has a beak but also fur it's very large uh, but it's sitting down and it looks pretty pretty calm right now it's got long feathers on its arms but it has clawed paws on its feet uh, and he says ladies and gentlemen and uh 
others. Allow me to present <laughs> the owl bear. And it goes. <laughs> it does, huh? Or it, or it goes hoot. hoot, hoot. No, I like yeah. the first. A one. combination yeah. of those two. Yeah. <laughs> <Bra> hoot. <laughs> and it scratches its beak and and kind of sits up. And Miss Hawthorne is, is kind of like doing like a like a come over here motion with her fingers. It says, "This creature is is one of many success stories we've had. We call them chimera." Uh, a fusion of, of various living beings, beasts, in, in entirely new shapes, configurations, uh, entirely healthy, uh, and altogether new. Uh, and, it, and it walks up, and 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 kind of like waves. Miss Hawthorne waves at it, and it like waves its winged, its like clawed arm with feathers on it. It's got like a wing arm. You know what owlbears look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an owlbear. They um, named it so badly. It could have been more creative <laughs> with it. It could have been, but he's a sci- he's a scientist, not a not an author. Funnily enough, <laughs> Dauntless Larus sits up and says, "Now, what about those? Can you make me a bunch of those, and I can put them in in a, like armor and send them off into battle?" Oh my god, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> I like how he, like, his first thing was super soldiers, but then he sees an owlbear and he's like, I can settle for this. I can settle for just armored owlbears. Make me f- 500 of these, please. I love them. Um, and, and, and Mr. Emerson smiles at this conceivably. Um, currently we're, we're on a, we are able to, to, to breed, uh, chimera, um, one at a time. It's, it's a, it's a fairly involved process, but, with with additional resources from from government funding, grants, or, and 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 proper, you know, non-private um, here's the work rub. workstations, we can create anything you can think of. Really, when I look into the future, my friends, I see no limit to what this science can achieve. Yeah, Solomon says, "What? Can't you just breed them with each other?" I can't believe you and changed my original line of just make the Albers fuck, dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, President and, and, Goku says, "Make the Albers fuck, dude." God. Um, <laughs> wait, now wait a hot game minute. Um, <laughs> Miss Emerson's like kind of shoulders raised a little bit, but he smooths himself out and he says. Unfortunately, our initial forays into this science uh, yield purely sterile offspring. Another unfortunate uh, side effect that we will assuredly find a way around, should we have the reason. Does the sterility affect uh, mortal test subjects as well? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Thoreau kind of laughs and he says, I don't know, I haven't tried yet. <laughs> Can you fuck though? <laughs> That's an actually reasonable scientific question. I will not be kink shamed for that. <laughs> so you can yeah. take your kink shaming and shove it up your ass. Um, <laughs> Mr. Thoreau says, "Not that we've been able to observe. Uh, probably be bec- almost. We imagine because mortal 
human subjects have been were extant before the creation. Uh, most of our chimera are created in the lab rather than born and raised and then modified. But even if, if you know, Mister Thoreau were to reproduce, we have no way of knowing yet if his abilities were to pass on. Silence. Let <laughs> yeah, just com- I mean, complete silence. I'm the only thinking. thing. The only thing I wanted to say is get that nut, and I didn't think it would be appropriate. I. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you look like you look around, and it looks like like Dotless Lou is interested. Kingly, Kingly and Becoming looks like he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, Yorin is super interested. No. Um, and and uh, Mister Palm and Miss Fist look bored. What about Wayland? Wayland doesn't look happy. But they're not. They're not, they don't look like upset. Upset. They're just like, like they're not into it. Could we have a moment, uh, please? Certainly. Uh, th- this was you know, the end of uh, our demonstration for the most part, beyond questions uh, and any additional details that that anybody would, would might be interested in. But feel oh, free to. I didn't realize it was the end. I thought this was the end of like part one. <laughs> um, no, part part one was the mice. Part two was the owlbear. Got it. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm thinking. Part three, owl mice. Uh, Mr. Thrust says, do y'all want to see this guy break a door in half? He can do it. And he points <laughs> at the owlbear. Yes. I, I don't think any of us doubt the, the creature's strength. I kind of want to see it, though. What? What's your... I I understand that this is uh this is all very impressive, Mister Emerson. I uh, and I I assuming that you are um that you I take take you for your word regarding um regarding uh Miss Hawthorne and uh, Mister Thoreau's abilities. Um, I think it's relatively easy to see uh, how something like this could be useful. But uh, what's the end game? Hmm. He sits. He kind of. He kind of like sits uh, on the table, like leans against it, like a cool college professor. And he says, "The end game, Miss Fontaine, is progress. If what we must do to achieve that progress is package ourselves for a commercial or governmental marketplace, well, that is what we will do." Because I believe that this technology, that this, this, that this process is the future. I believe that there is no, that we can usher in the next step of mortal evolution. But I can't do it alone. That's why I need the help of people like you. I only wish to see a brighter tomorrow with my own eyes. Kill him. <laughs> um. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm. Why don't you like roll uh discern reality or something to see if he's like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a that might be a good idea. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? 
I I uh I say to Mr. Emerson, do you mind if I uh do a little uh examination? Of what? Of the uh owlbear and uh maybe of um Miss Hawthorne if if you'd uh if you would be okay with it, ma'am. Um and, and she kinda like like puts her like hand like finger in her cheek and like wiggles it like she's being cheeky and she says all right, you can look, but don't touch. Oh, that won't be a problem. And I uh, turn my dial to um, nine, I think. Okay. Uh, and I and the um, a compartment flips up, and my goggles flip over onto my head. Okay. And I flip a couple lenses down to try to get a look, sort of like dif- with the different lenses that see different things. So I'm looking at the owlbear, and I'm looking at Miss Hawthorne. May I use a discern realities? Right, because you have the inspectacles. Correct. All right, yeah, give me a discern realities check. That's okay, a wisdom, I guess, right? I guess just a discern realities, yeah. Yes. Seven, damn it. That's one question. What here is not how it appears to be? Oh, that's a, that's a complicated question. Um, I mean, you can see a corona over Miss Hawthorne. Uh, over the owlbear that like mark them as being touched by magic, you know. I, I'm more of a Bex uh, person myself, but I understand. I was about to make what? the same joke. Yeah, <laughs> Corona, Corona the beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. But mm, of right. Corona, got a lime um, in it. It's part. It's party time somewhere. Yo, and in and, and like you kind of sweep your eyes over them. Um. Mr. Emerson is an elf. He doesn't have anything special going on beyond his mind. And then you look over at Mr. Thoreau, who is grinning. And you couldn't see it with your normal eyes, but through the goggles, you see that he has very sharp teeth. Oh, I love him. Okay. He's a werewolf. I think. Ah. Is that all? Uh, what here's not what it appears to be in terms of that. Um, y- is it like an X-ray goggles? I I was uh, I was thinking that X-ray may be one of the things that it could be. Okay, you see also something. You like kind of sweep the room, um, Mister Fist or no, uh, Mister Palm, the orc that works for Marble. Um, he's kind of a big pudgy guy. He's got a big belly. And you look and you realize that that's mostly padding and you see multiple pistols around his waist. Badass. Yeah. Can I do... Uh, is it possible for me to do a little sweep around without being too obvious? Uh, you can. You see through the door that Ford is, is there. <laughs> Roll my eyes at that. Uh, anything interesting with Solomon? I assume he's got weapons. Oh, yeah. The boy's knifed the hell. <laughs> okay, but nothing else? No, um, he is he, he, he's entirely actually he's 100% knives. I, he's he's made of knives. He is a knife the first knife-based life form. No. Um you see when you look at Solomon, you see his face, but it's like you know those like holographic images where it's two images overlaid over one another one another? Oh. Yes. You see his face and you also see his skull. Oh. Uh? 
Like he's got like the image of a skull imposed over his face. Oh, creepy. Um, interesting. I have two more specifics, and I know I'm being pretty, okay. pretty. I know I'm being pretty generous with myself here, but two more specifics. One, quick glance at uh, Wayland. What is what is anything weird about them? They are big and made of rocks. Oh, cute. All right. I want, I really want to date Wayland. Um, <laughs> and then um, one last thing as I'm going around, and I think that this is because. I, Zara, suspicious of this whole thing. Why do you want the Titans here? There's a specific reason. So, with my little x-ray specs on, I'm just going to take a quick glance. Do I notice anything weird about anybody's heart? Maybe any little mm. black spots or something that might <laughs> you have to something he was evil? in there? No, I'm trying to see if any of these have a cor- any of these people have a corruption stone in them. Okay. Um... No, none of the people here. Okay. You do see one last thing. Um, the gold, what you what people had assumed were gold knuckle dusters hanging from Dauntless Leader's belt are actually gold leaf around lead. Ooh, fun. Okay. So he's got lead bra- He's got lead knuckles hanging from his belt. I press a button and the goggles like flip off off of me and like uh, go back into their compartment. Okay. And I say, well, uh, thank you for indulging me. This has been uh, a very interesting demonstration, Mr. Emerson. And uh, Mr. Emerson smiles and he says, Miss Fontaine, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'll, I would like to leave with uh, Wayland. Uh, okay, Duke. You leave with Wayland. I scramble away from the door. <laughs> yeah, Ford, 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 you fucking book it around the corner. Or no, into this like closet next to the next to the door. <laughs> as you hear like people shuffling off. Um we, Zara, we're gonna follow you in a second. Sure. But Ford, like you hear people walking off, walking off, walking off. You hear like Emerson going, You know, I think that went very well and, and you hear Thoreau going, Oh, Mr. Mr. Emerson, you fucking rocked it. You were so good. I was. I'm so inspired. We're gonna change the world. And he says, "Yes, yes, Henry. We really are." Um, Henry, <laughs> Henry Thoreau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you hear two people walk and and step and like come to a stop in front of the closet. Oh great. So what do you think? Is that something that's that's worth anything? And you hear, it's all occult nonsense. We're looking for what the giant built. There's nothing worthwhile with them. Go ahead. And he says, "Well, there was the there was the arm. The arm was pretty cool." And you hear the other voice, this kind of high voice, kind of laugh, and they say. That arm is nothing. I've been down there once, and you won't believe what they've got cooking.
hey, do we want to real quick go through end of session moves because we haven't done them in a while? Uh, sure. What do we have? Yeah. Sure, time? yeah. All right. End of session moves. Oh my god, I'm gonna level Let's get up. Do these real quick. I got three I'll... whole points last session. <laughs> I yeah, I only have three one XP. XP. Yeah, a lot. Some people, some people have been rolling more than others. You gotta try to balance those out. Maybe I don't know. Um, I don't okay, roll end- that much. I just fail a lot. <laughs> That's fair. Um, when you reach the end of session, choose one of your bonds that you feel is resolved, completely explored, no, whatever, no longer relevant or otherwise. Ask the player the character if the bond with them they agree. If they do, mark XP and write a new bond with whomever you wish. All right, how are bonds doing? And this is this is since the last time that bonds were updated. Well, I, can't, I, can't I had, that I had that one was. with Tuku, so I can just get rid yeah, of you that. Can, yeah, you can swap that out for a new one. And a Zara bond, because I don't have one of those, surprisingly. Ooh, okay. What do I think? What does Radian think about Zara? If you want to think about it, we can go back around. Yeah, back I'll think about it. Okay, forward map forward. Uh, my bonds I'll still track. I trust Adeline entirely. Zara's inventions could be useful to me. I want her to help me get a closer look at the stars. And Radiant and his adherence to the precepts of Chella puts lives in danger. He is ruthless and cold-blooded. Actually, I think I could... <laughs> I think I could change my Zara one now that I'm like reading these wow. aloud. Okay. Um, that that written one is harsh. Ruthless and well, cold blooded. Um, my yeah. third one, by the way, is Ford is weak in his convictions. I have to make sure his weakness doesn't get us all killed. <laughs> God. Damn. Great. We're getting along famously. Um, We're Adela- best Adeline's one for Ford. Adeline's one for Zara is just punk ass bitch. <laughs> Um, I think I'm gonna, cause I don't think, especially after this meeting, I don't know if this is true for how Ford sees Zara anymore. I think he maybe sees her as willing to go too far, and that's dangerous. Yeah. That's really interesting, considering what you agreed to. (laughs) What did I agree to? Our little adventure. Our little uh, experiment on the side that you can't tell anyone about. Yeah, that, I mean, that see might, that, that I'm okay wise. with. Oh, um, okay, that's you're okay with. <laughs> but I draw the line at weird potential cults. All right. Uh, we'll write it out. Uh, Adeline Fleetwood. Um... My bonds are still the same one from the start of Zara, which is, has no respect for mag- for the dangers of magic, so I have no respect for her. Uh, uh, that one's got legs, doesn't it? It does. Um, Ford is a strong ally, I respect that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Radiant is worthy of a ballad, he has protected me. Um, I could maybe change that one. Not that he has, he's no longer worthy of a ballad or anything, but... Uh, How dare you? <laughs> Uh, Alan has held her own a bit. Uh, she's so, but also God stuff. Lots of interesting God stories. So I might reword that one. I redo that one, but I don't. Uh, have to think about it. Okay. Uh, Zara Fontaine. I've got a bond with Radiant that says Radiant thought my gadgets were useless. I'll show him, and I think that that's no longer relevant. Yeah. Because okay. I think that that is sort of uh, been. 
replaced with um I'll have to think about how to word it, but something about how um uh radiance adherence to tradition or radiance adherence to his religion stifles him from seeing the potential in and my scientific pursuits. Ooh. Huh. That's I actually think that might be it. Alright. Hell yeah. Nobody awesome. likes each other. I like yeah, you. Yeah, I know. It's make, <laughs> hey. makes me sad. I like Adeline. Yeah, me. I like I, Ford a lot. In fact, I, I do like, like Adeline. Radiant. I also like Radiant. It's just he's it's just he's a dumb shit. No offense. Oh, Radiant. by the way, my <laughs> no, new Zara bond. Um, I wrote it as uh, out as Zara's too naive and willing to go too far for science. This could get her killed. Yeah, I can see that. Um, uh, I also I-, I also have a new Zara bond. Uh, okay, it is Zara can be useful to be- to the team, but needs to be kept an eye on. Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> everyone's like everyone's just like pointing at Zara, like I don't trust like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, once bonds have been updated, look at your alignment. If you fulfill that alignment at least once this session, mark XP. This session, this, the last few sessions, you know how it be. Sure. Um, I, I, I feel defended. like I... Sorry, go. Oh, sorry. No, 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 you go. I feel like I've proved the value of my inventions to others because the people of the Bastion are using my inventions and also so are my fellow Titans. Uh-huh. Yay. Oh, yeah. Um, let let me argue this. Um, okay. I put myself in danger when I fought with Alexander because he's big and strong and he could have punched me real hard. So I did you endanger can... myself following the precepts of your church or God. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say no because you were not actually in danger to, like punching Alexander. Fine. Uh, Alexander had no interest in hurting you. I don't remember if I did anything dangerous at all. Like during the past few sessions, I don't no, remember if there been... was if anything dangerous ever came up. You endangered, uh, etc. Politically dangerous. <laughs> and technically, politically dangerous. technically, I did endanger myself by hearing the thing, but also I don't think that's a precept. To like find no. as, finding knowledge isn't really a cello thing. No, cello's kind of like punch real good. Be real strong. Protect your friends. Can do I, it all good. Can I take the Ipathies one instead? <laughs> which is deny uh, mercy to a criminal or an unbeliever, which I super did with Alexander. That is your Titan alignment. That would uh, allow you to... Um, what is that? What is the thing? Clear yeah. a debility. <laughs> Clear a debility. Clear a debility. That's what that does. I don't have any... De- give me a debility so I can clear it. <laughs> okay. Um, you are... You are... Uh, shaky. Hell yeah, cleared I've cleared it. Good job. I'm pretty sure I've defended my allies at some point. At the um, very least, I punched a guy for Alexander, and he's an ally. You did punch a guy for Alexander. That's true. Uh, sh- uh sure. That one. That one, that one. I'm a little bit. Uh, then but- let me make this argument. Um, back when with Mister Marble, um. Yeah, no, no, no. I was saying that you can that, that I'm good with the Alexander one. Okay. This time. This time. Yeah. Wait, does taking does like taking the brunt of the Mister Marble deal count as endangering myself? Not yet. Yeah, I wanted to know if that counted as defending my allies. No. Damn. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Randy, you're probably going to level up anyway. So I know. I just <laughs> want to do it faster than everybody else. You're, you're winning. You already are fat. I know. Yeah. What level what, are you? What level are you? I'm four. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm three. three. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm three with three XP. I have five XP at level four. Uh, 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 anyway. My thing is discover something about a magical mystery, which I think I did not just because the stuff happened, but because I was actively trying to find stuff about that book. I was doing the alignment. Yeah. You did the alignment. Yes. All right. All right. And then now uh, you got three questions. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like, like what? what the, the Titans chain Chawa. Yeah. There's like a there's a big head under un, in the basement. Wait, what? The the Did robot, we... the AI, my wife. Oh fuck! I thought you meant like in Whalen's basement, <laughs> and I thought I thought I missed like a big thing because yeah, I, I know that Whalen's probably cooking up something pretty big. <laughs> you don't know if there's a big head in a Whalen's basement. Ooh, look, I, but I suspect that there's. I suspect that they're they're making a calf. Lure Whalen yeah. to oh. the island. With the promises of AI. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But then what if the AI and Whalen date and then I can't? Mm, it's true. Ooh, Polyamorous so trio. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> also, um, like, us as players, we learned more about Baron and shit that we didn't know about before. True. Yeah. True. We learned about the, um, uh, set, the spice also. We yeah. learned about the mechanical arm. We learned about the... Fucking, we learned that um, Santana Fantastic exists. We learned that Ford Punch Skrillex. We learned about Kevin. Oh, we that's about definitely important. We learned so many things. Next question. Learned so many things. Uh, a lot of, lot of revelations. Um, did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? Mm, ourselves. I mean, mm. Adeline. Adeline overcame her mom. Adeline overcame dating. The the mom. I was say Adeline overcame useless lesbianism. Yeah, truly. You also maybe overcome overcame a whole bunch of Galerians, kind of. I don't know if we earned this one. You're going to give us XP. I feel yeah. I mean, you can give that to us, but I feel like I was on the Galeria side on that one. That's. That's true. I mean, at the very least, I overcame my desire to punch the dude that confronted me. Punch and or fuck. And fuck. (laughs) I overcame Um, the desires to fight and fuck. I think that's pretty. (laughs) Don't give it to us. I think that's notable. No. All right. So did we... Then the last question is, did we loot a memorable treasure? Uh... Uh, no. no, we got uh, we got clothes. Does the AI we all got, count? We got to we got free clothes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll never that, for, uh, I'll never forget those clothes. I mean, I'm thinking about the sweet sweet tux that Zara has all the time. <laughs> yeah, me too. You did build. You did find Pandia. That's not looting. Just found that. Yeah, I built oh. some inventions for people. That's still not looting. Yeah. I should have. I really should have written some custom things for this. Custom XP triggers. We need to but, go into more dungeons. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, next, next, next season of On the Shoulders of Giants, I'll have I'll have better XP triggers. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So now 
Uh, and now everyone goes to sleep. Yes. And we come back later. And a bitch leveled yes. up. And then I we think, clap. I think Adeline leveled we up. We do clap. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Mm. Yes. I didn't level up. Oh, poor Radius. <laughs> Life is so hard. At level four. Oh, God. Oh, no. What a fucking tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Uh, Poor baby. Fucking <laughs> 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 roast him. Okay, where's uh, clapping? I want to. I want I, I do want to know here about what Adeline's new moves are. Oh fuck! Uh, at some point. Yeah, I'll. You got to do it now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's clap. Let's, let's clap. end this recording. Let's Button. clap. Let's clap on the minute. Let's yeah, let's clap on the minute. <laughs> Oh, real quick! I wrote a radiant bond. Just so we don't uh, clear the thing, but uh, radiant's connection is to to Chella is more interesting than I previous I previously imagined. <laughs> I'm clapping on the minute. <laughs> oh, now the yeah, rest of us are gonna clap on one. 10, 20, 30. Shit! I didn't oh, clap on ten. I forgot. 20, 30, 40. 20, 30, 40.